0: This is CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com
1: have a clear definition of the problem that you are solving. See what the problem looks like when it is solved. Know what you need to do and never stop trying to solve that problem. Be focused on servicing other people. Continuously build meaningful and supportive networks. Hello everybody and welcome to Future CEOs. My name is Subim Boyer Arnold and while it is a great time to be alive, we here at Future CEOs believe that entrepreneurship plays a major role in solving social Change And last week, the Future CEO's team had the privilege of attending the third opening of Orange Corners at the Chi Molocheng Tech Incubator in in Bramfontein. And you know what? Today, this show is all about what people are doing, yes, in South Africa, but also across the world, especially the embassy of the Netherlands and what they're doing to help solve social ills right here in South Africa. So enough about me. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is Future underscore CEOs but without any further ado the studio and I'll send you a picture is jam-packed with people who are movers, shakers, educators, trailblazers in their own right and I love the fact that I'm surrounded by some hardcore hitting women in studio. So without further ado welcome into studio. Let's start with the project manager Mm. of Orange Corners, Rook no, Rutger <laughs> Peters. Please just say your name once again so yeah. we can get a full understanding and vibe.
2: It's Rutger, but it's very, very hard to pronounce. I know. <laughs> did I do well? You did very well just now outside the studio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, it's like that. You know what? I know that you're all about development, you're all about passion in uh, professional coaching, organizational development, enabling, um, student drive, strong driven. So tell us about your passion and what you found about being an educator and being in the entrepreneurial space right here in South Africa.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's actually been quite, uh, quite a short journey for me so far because I've only been in South Africa for half a year now. Yes. Uh, before that, I lived in the Netherlands as a small boy. My father used to take me uh, to his business and show me uh, all around. So I immediately knew that I wanted to do something with business, So I studied business administration, uh, specialized in change management because who doesn't want change? Absolutely. And then after that, I started as a consultant with a change management firm and I worked with a lot of businesses that I work with together now in South Africa as well. And it was a very, very exciting time for me, but I really wanted to be closer to where the action happens. Absolutely. And that's of course with entrepreneurs. So when moving to South Africa, um, I came in and became involved with, uh, with Orange Corners. Um, part due to my uh, connections with the Dutch embassy, and I'm very, very excited to be part of that because with this program we've managed to to help a lot of entrepreneurs last year, and it's my personal passion to help grow business and help grow individuals. So that's
1: thank uh, goodness with the relationship, and as I said in my opening speech about the networks and managing and, and harnessing those networks, because without you know um, my friend and I can call it that, Marissa Shadars, you know the the ambassador, absolutely. you know to the Kingdom of the Netherlands, and he, she is. Just prolific, and she is so passionate about what happens here, and it's about those networks and those collaborative teamwork. So, tell us about more about. Orange Corners and what exactly it does what is your vision and what is your mandate
2: yeah so what we try to enable is do anything possible to help support local entrepreneurs in their tra- in their journey and in their endeavor to create sustainable jobs and cre- create sustainable business for themselves so what I think Marisa Gerards the Dutch ambassador did very very well is that she she uh, from, from her uh, role as a hub in this whole network here of, of Dutch businesses active in South Africa and with entrepreneurs and change makers all around she managed to bring everybody to the table and, and say she's so
1: good at that. She is so so she's good. She's such a networker. <laughs> absolutely,
2: <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> and I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, proud to be part of this because she managed to get everybody around on the table and said, "Listen, South Africa has some serious issues. We really need to make a dent in in this whole thing called uh, youth unemployment. Why not do it with entrepreneurs? Uh, entrepreneurs. Why not help sustain entrepreneurs? So that's when everybody jumped on board. And I'm very happy to be part of this very, very broad uh, network, so there's many, many stakeholders involved, and uh, together we try to well, uh, provide our entrepreneurs in the program with access to uh, co-working spaces, we provide them with mentorship, training, access to markets, and potentially in the future we're also trying to, to uh, get them access to finance as well. So um, we're very much a startup ourselves. Uh, we've started in 2016, and we've just launched the second cohort and um we're very excited about the the future and all the opportunities um that that lie uh that lie ahead, but we're also learning ourselves, so we're continuously reiterating the program looking at uh, uh new opportunities for us to dive into so um
1: Thank you so much. But uh, obviously, I mean, the kings and queens of this discussion are the entrepreneurs themselves. I mean, we want to hear from the horse's mouth how the journey has been, especially for you supermind. I mean, you graduated from the 2017 class. Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. How was the whole experience? And what have you learned about being a 2017 graduate? And what's going to happen next year? What's going to happen in five years time? What's going to be
3: your brand in a decade's time? Welcome to the show, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks. Uh, Hi, everyone. So uh, my name is Paman Lamangale I manufacture muesli um, cereal and we do infuse raw honeys. So really our business model, our business called Local Village, our business model is to source ingredients from local villages in South Africa and in various other villages outside of the country and the purpose of that really stems from the passion one has. One studied a Bachelor of Social Science, majored in community development and business so it's to understand how do we develop communities using entrepreneurship as a vehicle and that's basically what we've done and we've sent our business model around that in, do, in terms of developing people but also you know bringing in an, an economic activity within the villages that we source Absolutely. from so um, so we started in uh, two y- two years ago and um, selling chickens and moved into eggs sold uh, various other uh, products until we started manufacturing granola but I think for me as an entrepreneur I've grown to realize sometimes that you know you have a product and you think that people actually want this particular product but you realize the more you test your product people don't actually want this and exactly. you have to develop yourself and, and so for me that's been my experience to say oh okay I've got great chickens right and people don't actually buy the chickens I have chickens that would go off and it would be frustrating because that's a loss in t- terms of business. But then you decide, okay, this is the focus that I'm going to have. So, just the journey of of, of just the entrepreneurship has has been quite um, has been quite good in terms of support as well. And I and I think I, I don't know if there are entrepreneurs out there that actually have made it without any support. And for us, really, it's been support. I think support from family, support from relatives, and programs like incubations um, that that really have played a, a vital role in our development as a business.
1: What were your low points as becoming an entrepreneur prior to entering the program?
3: I just think that not having enough support and a network so for instance you would have an idea and you think it's it's great and you don't have people that can bounce these off and I think programs like these you know a mentor would sit with you and would sh- sort of show you but also industry experts so that some of the trustees that sit these are and, businesses and we'll that are about, running. and we'll talk about the one of a
1: kind that we have in studio today Yes. Yeah. So, so
3: in green skirts <laughs> I lie, I lie. yes so this particular organization actually I went into their company and I did their wellness day because I'm in the wellness space wonderful so while one is having big companies like gyms and medical aid schemes, they said to me, you can come and set up and just, you know, sell your product at wow. here. So I think that wow. if you are outside of that support and you know the, some of the struggles that you'll find that it might take longer, you know, for you to progress and, and make progress as an entrepreneur. So support is quite uh, quite important. And what I love
1: about it is that apparently you've created like seventy jobs over these three years period, this mm-hmm. being the third year. So you can see your work in action with the entrepreneurs, what happens after graduation. And Sipamandla, so what has happened Since graduation where do, you, where do you want to be Where do you see yourself So Through uh, this program
3: So before I started this program So I had My products were not even In any shelf So currently I supply three stores um, Health stores In Johannesburg We love North, it We love it And I've got a store In Bryanston as well and i'm supplying two hotels now as well in santon don't forget us future ceo's when you're like big and you <laughs> know rock, rocking the continent so i think the, the the vision really is for the business to grow into the fmcg space and produce various products that communities would have and um to source those ingredients and create really a brand where people can find the products at big retailers such as discam and bigger hotel groups you know so that's where we want to go but i think most of the time uh, we rush ourselves mm. and I've, I've come to realize that I think that the journey on its own has been really great and just lessons so that you build something strong. And I think the business is really growing strong just from operations and understanding, okay, if, if a customer orders this, what quantity? So forecasting, you know, understanding what actually works for them. And it's been really good in that sense.
1: Simply uh, a Cliff Central, uh, a newbie, not really. Well, you started this journey uh, being on Cliff Central with us. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's basically three years. And apart from that, you are a hashtag leave your mark alumni, if I can call that. Yeah, You definitely want to join this program. Tell us the reasons why and why you would advise other entrepreneurs to um, make their way into incubators like this.
0: So I think the biggest thing with entrepreneurship, as a startup entrepreneur myself, I mean I've only been doing this for about six months now, is that you don't have effective guidance and mentorship when you start out. So you don't know how to go about things. So uh, I contacted Rutger, um, I think, just before the application started. I think we met each other at an event and I was speaking there, fortunately. And then we, we he was telling me about the program and everything and I was like, shucks this is exactly what I need because I think the toughest thing when you start out is how do you effectively go about uh, marketing and positioning your business? How do you go about setting up your business? You've got a product. You think it's amazing but you need people to critically um, give you feedback, not criticism, feedback on how how to go about certain things and how to really build from the ground up. I think the beautiful thing about programs like this is that people don't want to destroy you or cripple you. They want you to succeed as bad as you want to succeed So they will do whatever they need to do To mentor and guide you To becoming the great entrepreneur You are destined to be So
1: what is the process of application? What, what did you have to do?
0: So I had to fill in a form That really asked me about my business And everything uh, From there we had an interview um, With uh, the Orange Corners guys From that interview I think it's about 100 people That interviewed Over 100 people that were interviewed they get, It gets taken down to about 50 or so If I'm correct From the 50, you go on a three-day boot camp, a lean startup boot camp. Yeah,
2: that was uh, quite an intensive boot camp. You can tell he paid attention, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 How was it intensive? Because it it changed my whole perspective on startups and everything, and the lean startup methodology and all of them. Tell
1: us a little bit about that.
0: So I think the most important thing you need to realize about the lean startup methodology is that it changes your way of thinking. Um, It's not about the failures or the success, but really realizing that the power of running 10,000 experiences, um, you can fail 9,999 times, but you only need to succeed once. So that was the, the beautiful thing about the, the whole the whole three-day camp. Because you have a product and a service, and you think that it should go this way. But the more you really work and uh, work on developing your product, you learn and de- realize various facets and other aspects that you could pursue. And those were, those were some of the important things that I learned over the days. Because I, I thought I should go one direction with the LYM Academy and really training people but then they opened up my mind to really going into training academies and corporates and stuff like that so it opens up your whole mind and your whole view to the, the possibilities that are out there and I think that's a beautiful thing
1: so, I think you wouldn't be around this kind of energy, this kind of potential for change, this kind of advocate of bringing about full potential of entrepreneurs and also, correct me if I'm wrong, growing um, the economy. Yeah. Why are you involved in this program? First
4: of all, I think you I'm are? actually absolutely goosebumped by the conversations that we are having. Uh, maybe a little bit about me. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Um, my name is Um, I work for Heineken South Africa, but today's not the conversation about them. It's actually about the work that we've actually done to make sure that we've got such wonderful people sitting around us, the studio today. And there are many others that have been part of the program. But I think for us, I mean, we knew when we started out, like many other companies, that you actually need to get your hands dirty and you need to get on with it. I think one of the challenges that we have as corporates is we overthink things. We want to have lots of money and it's all about me and what we've learned through this program is that when you collaborate, Mm -hmm. when you bring that which you have and you believe in it, there are many other people that actually share the idea, that believe in your concept and all of a sudden it's a kitty from our organization, it's a kitty from Shell and all other companies that have actually contributed as founding members to making this program a possibility. So when it started out, it was, what are we going to do? And all we wanted was to contribute towards the growth and the development of the entrepreneurs in South Africa. We always say that most of these big companies, they actually started with somebody that had a vision, somebody that had a belief and somebody that said, you can do it. Um, So we came together and we all shared the same belief and we said, let's put some monies into the kitty. We worked with the Dutch embassy and we started off with companies that have a Dutch origin or affiliate in some shape or form Correct. And then thereafter there was like money That was available and said let's get going And I think that's what has actually resulted Into some of this success And every year you are already seeing That we started with 30 and we were just recruiting Some people to say be part of the program And this year is 45 But it's now focused because We would like the people that come out of the This program this year To also journey with the companies That are founders to make sure That they're also part of the supply chain So all of a sudden The network that we are talking about Is exactly what we say We can create I might not have a business in Muesli I might not have necessarily a business In funeral policies But we've got some of those entrepreneurs In the program Mm. And when we have our own event Come and share what it is that you do And individuals are interested They take up the policy People are actually buying in some of the products She comes and delivers in our organization It's all about widening the network And making the platforms
1: available And it's undefined Believable how people can thrive. Zoda and Rukta, the qualities or characteristics that you have picked up and noticed over the three year period, what makes that entrepreneur dedicated, special enough, and committed to follow through and graduate at the end of the year?
2: I think that's a very good question. Uh, And I think the real life examples we have sitting here, right here with us in the studio. Uh, And one of the stories Nipo told me now. Uh, really stands out. And what I think is the, the core of it all is responsibility. Do you have the responsibility to stand up for yourself as an entrepreneur? Do you want to make it? Do you have the energy to go for it? Mm. Then we can facilitate you with any means necessary, but it all boils down to that. Are you an entrepreneur? Do you want to make it? And in the end, I think that's, that's the most uh, important uh, aspect.
4: César, your response? Well, I think that at the end of the day, you actually need to have the internal belief that um, I'm in this for the long haul because the program that we run is not the one where people come in then they drop off and they show up the next day. It's quite intense. The funders, they actually avail some of their experts to actually run some of the masterclasses. Really, guys? I think that mm. we're good in marketing. Yeah, um, yes, you we, are. <laughs> there are other we companies. all know the brands. <laughs> it's yeah. not about that, but yes. And other companies are actually able to bring in that which they're good at. We collaborate and we actually want to make sure that the guys can Tap into this wealth of resource That we can actually provide And it's important that you actually Want to do it for yourself And needless to say obviously for the community And grow and even be bigger You need to have the vision, you need to believe in it We have had people that have actually dropped out But it's actually not about Anything that the programs offers But to the individual You need to have the drive mm. And as Rokhtar says Once it's there You are actually in a platform That can actually grow with you yeah. And take your place yeah, And that's
2: what we really try to do We really try to You know Journey closely with the entrepreneurs And really see them for who they are What are their requirements? What are their needs? What is the specific phase they are in right now? And what can we do with our combined network to really facilitate them uh, to their specific needs? And that you really have to understand the people that you have into the program. So we really try to tailor it. Uh, Not have a one-size-fits-all program where everybody gets the same content. No, we really try to focus a lot on one-on-one mentorship, somebody who really knows you, knows your business model, and also dares to ask the hard questions, mm. I think that's very important and very beneficial.
1: Um, being at the the celebration of the graduates, um, the vice chancellor was so powerful in his keynote speech. Yeah. Can we remember? It was powerful. Powerful. Yeah. The entrepreneurs, post and future mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, what did you take out of the vice chancellor's speech? It was, he was all about, obviously, eradicating... Um, Poverty, employment, creating spaces for youth employment Digital future, a new world order All those great gems Give it to me in your own words What his keynote speech was all about for you
0: Okay, let me go first.
1: Yeah, I, I, of course you would. Uh, uh, we, we know who you are. Yeah? <laughs> I
0: miss you, first of all. So I'm so glad I can talk right now. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest thing for me is that I got to realize that this is bigger than me. Correct. It's not just about growing my business, but contributing to society. I think the, true, the truest definition of entrepreneurship is solving the problems that we face in our world. And uh, that's what the vice ch- ch- chancellor was trying to emphasize that the jobs we see nowadays, um, like accountants and all of that they're going to be replaced in the future Correct. and we are the solutions Correct. to filling those that void uh, in essence so we are literally creating the solutions to the future and it's such a privilege you know because that that makes you realize that you are here for a purpose not just to make money or grow a business but really to contribute to the future and cultivate a culture in our country specifically.
3: Sibamantla, your view of uh, vice chancellor? So I think for me, he quite highlighted, and I, I was so moved by that, around transformation. And seeing entrepreneurship as a vehicle of that transformation. I mean, we live in a society where inequality is is so alive. Yeah. In South Africa, we just see the gaps. And to be able to be in that space where... And unemployment, right? And to be able to be in that space where you can create jobs for other people to say, actually, I'm going to the office, I'm going to work, I'm going to the factory, I'm going to, and, 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 and to be able to make a contribution in their own families, it does reduce to one level or another inequality. So I think for me, he, he, he touched on that. And, you know.
1: Sis so you know what I love about you, and we did our research here on future CEOs, is that you, the road forward isn't necessarily straightforward as an entrepreneur. No. And, and, and your life is a testimony of that, you know, and the young black women out there who want to be entrepreneurs, but they're faced with so many barriers to entry, as we know, um, so many questions, uh, not, you know, breaking through that glass ceiling. Give us some tips of what has made you come at 41 years old to be who you are and be successful in your own right, being an influencer and a vehicle of change and being unique in your space. That's a tough one.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, he talks about me. Uh, Thanks, Lufi, for that. Look, I think that we come from... I grew up in Soweto. I grew up as Ola. um, And I know many people, when they meet me, they never believe that I grew up as Ola, but I did. And I grew up in a family of eight children. I'm one of the eight Mm. uh, with a single mom. Mm. And all of us are graduates, and everyone is a multi-graduate And um, people have always said, how is it possible? I think firstly, it has to do with the family, you know, uh, that believes in you, that supports, that gives you the world that says you can be anything that you actually want to be. Um, So that's where it started and pushing the children as we were then to actually excel. I know I tell people that when I grew up, my parents would not take anything less than position one in class. The fact that there's 65 of you in a class, it does not matter. Mm. The fact is 65, you need to come top of class. So it becomes important in building uh, the belief for excellence and trying to actually always achieve. So that's the first thing. I think also as you grow up, you face many challenges. The question is, how can you learn from them? You will find people that say you will never be anything beyond. And it actually continues to trouble me that there's somebody that can look at someone and be bold about their future as to where you will end up people that were my bosses in the past, today, they report to me. You know, so life changes. It's actually a wheel. It goes around. People are not static. You can never confirm an individual. Their power is actually within. I tend to think if we all raise a hand and Give it to somebody and say, you can. What a wonderful world it actually can be, as opposed to people that always tell you it's not possible, you cannot do it. But I've had quite a lot of that. And I think that has always been my motivation to say, you think I can't? Let me see. I'll show you kind of thing, you you know? So that was that. And then also, it also helps to surround yourself with people that are positive. And they always say, you know, you surround yourself with people that are better, that are smarter than you. Mm. There's actually a fundamental truth in that. I am a trained lawyer, um, but I'm in a space where I need to rely to communication specialists, public policy specialists, sustainability specialists. I can't do all of those things, but because you've got people that are so brilliant at what they do, and through them, you can only rise, you know, and you can just see their futures evolving in front of you. And it's inevitable. You will move on. Those are the people that will actually take over. And I think that's where it is at the core. You know, it can never be about you Monday to Monday. You know, it has to be about other people. How do you grow them? How do you mentor them? How do you coach them? Because I still have a coach. You can never get it right. You know, um, and those things are actually important to raise a hand and say, I'm actually not coping, you know, can you assist me? What else can I do? I'm not good in this thing. And I always say with lawyers, you are not trained to be manager of others. You manage a document. And then you wake up one day, you've got a team of 10 people that you must inspire. us, like, okay, where do I start? Mm-hmm. So you need to be taught as well so that you can share, you can give, and you can actually grow with others. I mean, I think those have been some
1: of my experiences. I love that. How powerful was
0: that? So inspiring. You.
1: you know what? I, 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 one thing that we stand for at, at Future CEOs is all about growth. And we know that your program, you want to See yourself fast track the African continent. Mm. So far, Mozambique. Where else? You want yeah. your footprint? Where do you want your footprint? To yeah,
2: go? it's actually it's, it's it's more than I can imagine. Actually, next to me sitting here is Koa from the Dutch Embassy. Hello. And because the
1: studio is so <laughs> packed, we say don't hello, have enough mics. Say hello, say but hello. I want to give the word to. Him. Yes. Yes.
5: Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello.
1: So you you want an African footprint?
5: We together. do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We ha- we aim our ambitions very high. You have to. Um, and, and you mentioned our ambassador Marissa Gerard already. Uh, she initiated this, uh, this, 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 this this project this this, this initiative, and uh, she actually also inspired other embassies other Dutch embassies in uh, across the continent and uh, What we see is that uh, many of them got very excited, excited by the results, excited by the stories uh, excited by uh, the things we do here in South Africa. Um, So what we're doing now, and and, and we're basically uh, exploring the continent uh, in many countries to see whether we could um, uh, see if we could roll out this this Orange Corners initiative uh, in different countries as well. In December, we launched uh, a call for proposal in Mozambique. Uh, That's actually very cool because... The the entrepreneurs will be incubated within the embassy premises. Wow! Uh, So if you talk about you missed (laughs) it, you
1: missed that.
5: (laughs) So I mean, if you if you talk about connecting networks, if you talk about connecting people, correct. Um, uh, every obviously we as an embassy, we we have our networks. We talk to government, we talk to uh, private sector. These people will come to our premises and will meet those entrepreneurs, and we will connect them. So that's what we do in Mozambique. We're also exploring uh, to open uh, Orange Corners in uh, Kenya, Angola, Ang- Angola yes, I uh, that. Nigeria, wow. Uh, Morocco. Wow, so, what uh, a time
1: to be alive so as I introduced, yeah. yes. Yeah.
5: And I think, I think the vision would be to, to, to see if we c- in the future can connect all these different dots, uh, do- all these dots across the, uh, the continent, connecting all these different entrepreneurs, um, uh, Orange Corners members, alumni, if we can connect them. If you have a good idea that you think, well, you might be be willing to to expand or you might feel like, well, the Mozambique market might be interesting, we will connect you to the uh, Orange Corners initiative in Maputo and then we'll take it from there.
1: Rounding up our conversation, I really want to speak to the entrepreneurs, past and present graduates and alumni of Orange Corners. What would be your biggest advice for someone who wants to enter this space? For someone who needs obviously that career advantage, needs that opportunity, needs that structural advice, needs the mentorship and skills training, and obviously the access to networks. What made you work at your full potential and and have a final product of being a successful graduate?
3: (laughs) I think the, just the basic of what entrepreneurship is, and I, and I think many of us have missed it, you know, it's uh, not just all stars and social media and we call ourselves entre- entrepreneurships. But, but I think that it's important to trade and to just start. Many people, um, say that, oh, I want to be in business, I want to do this, or oh, I have a job, I want to quit. And, and they actually scared to actually sell something. So even if it's a cup that you can make or something and then you find somebody who wants to buy it, and the more you do that, the bigger your client base becomes. The more people are interested in what you want to do, and you must ask. A lot of us don't ask. We're very fearful of asking. And I've come to realize the more I ask, the more I receive. And I've, through, through this program, I've asked some people who sit in the trust, even if it wasn't direct Dutch company, but through their networks, I mean, I've had over um, a company in the advertising space was doing running a campaign for me for over 100,000 rand. I've not paid one rand for that. Amazing. And so, so that's one. But also just getting legal advice, contracts. And, and I'm not paying anything for that. So the more you ask and get out there, the more things will come. So you shouldn't be scared to ask. And just see where you can plug yourself in. You know, if people are talking about something and just see, oh, I see your company. This is the strategy. This is what I think maybe in the next five years I could. So you start introducing those top those conversations early, even before you're ready to execute. Right now, I don't think I'm ready for the shelf of Discamp, but I'm already starting the the conversation so that I prepare for myself. So if in the next two years I want my product to sit at Discamp, I'm not found wanting. I'm ready. So you have to start and you have to get out there. And yeah
0: yeah I Final think that, words to I think them. I think the beautiful things Pamandla, I'm just gonna complete what you're saying is be willing to start ugly because mm. there are no perfect conditions to start and be willing to solve problems it's you know. A lot, of the, a lot of culture Trying to point The attention towards us I mean we live in A social media culture Where everything is about me But really for me the, My perspective Is completely shifted On entrepreneurship I want to help people That's what the YM Academy is about It's about really Equipping people To, mo- to be more confident And uh, sh- confident communicators That can share their convictions At the end of the day If you're willing To solve problems You'll do whatever it takes To get to where you're going Because this is a bigger vision Than uh, th- your lifetime You know it's about creating A legacy for me That's the biggest thing And you've got to Humble yourself At the end of the day You've got to be willing To talk to people To share your ideas One of the greatest lessons I learned at the boot camp Is that ideas are easy implementing them is the tough. Execution, execution, yeah. execution, execution. So you've got to meet the right people, collaborate with the right people because that's how you will get your ideas across and make them become a reality. That's the beautiful thing about what we're doing here. And I just pray that we get more and more entrepreneurs to come together and collaborate and not keep their ideas to themselves because we've got to add value into each other's lives. We all want to succeed. So let's succeed together at the end of the day. Mm-hmm.
1: So Zodwa, if you had to look and speak to the 20-year-old you about your future and give her advice. What would you say about where you are at in life right now as a young black girl starting out? Why
4: do you have to always ask me this difficult question? <laughs> because you
1: can handle it. Come on um, now. Arbitrator, negotiator, <laughs> eagle, 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 <laughs> executive, ex- 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 legal, all those good stuff. Come on. Um, I think...
4: I would say to my 20-year-old self then that it's not going to be easy. That you actually have to put in the work. There's no shortcut for success. You don't sleep and wake up unless you played Lotto.
1: (laughs) 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 Um,
4: And I would actually say, you know, trust in the universe a little bit more. Put out that which you need that which you believe in, and let the universe respond. I think for the longest of times I've kept my ambitions to myself because I felt they're actually so big. And if I was to say it, who am I to say I want to be a partner at the top law firm when in fact I'm struggling with corporate law? and Mm. to say something like that you just feel that people are going to ridicule you and say like really who are you to say you want to be the United Nations you know a general secretary like really but I have learned that if it is your dream and you believe in it and there's a propeller towards it put it out there and the universe will respond and I think that is one thing that we actually don't do and again because of the fear factor and as I get older, wiser, I hope that I'm doing more and more of that. Rector. Yeah. Why Africa?
2: Why Africa? Yeah. As a, as a little boy, I was already dreaming about an adventure Africa? like this. Yeah. But the real reason is uh, love. Yeah. yeah. Love um, uh, Love brought me here. Uh, and there's a lot of love in this country, which is very special to me. And I really, really can't agree more with what Zodwa just said. Um I was asked, so Rutger, what are you gonna do here in South Africa? And I shared my dream. I shared my ambition. I said I want to help develop people and I want to help develop business. And they told me, well, you should come by tomorrow. We're doing this Heineken masterclass for a couple of entrepreneurs. Why don't you take a look? And um, I was inspired, and I I immediately applied to become part of it. And uh, this is what I'm doing right now. And I'm living the dream myself. So, um, yeah. Don't be, don't be afraid to share your dreams.
1: Azadwa, yes, you wanted to say something. I
4: love that. I uh, love that. Yeah. Thank you. I just think that, um, you know, if possible, I just want to acknowledge some of the people behind this program. Yes, please Because do. at the end of the day, you know, we want to compete for things that we should be collaborating on. Correct. And Correct. when we are building a country, when we are trying to build more jobs and contribute to the economy, it's not about me, it's not about them, but it's the collaboration which is important. So companies like vopark Royal Huskney, Massas, TomTom, Tom, Simudisa, Riza, Philips, Verz, uh, Heineken, and certainly Shell, I think that really their contribution has actually, I mean, this is what it's actually producing, and we just hope that they'll be able to dig even deeper in their pockets because we are already making a difference. Thank you.
1: Where skills and ideas come together to shape the future. Thank you so much, Rakta Rak <laughs> <laughs> Peter's project manager of Orange Corners. Zoda Filaman Heineken, South uh, Africa Director, Corporate Affairs and Trustee of Orange Corners and to our two extraordinary entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for sharing your gems, your highs and lows and your wisdom right here on Future CEOs. So that's me it's Ruben Boyer-Arnold. I always say that this show truly goes by way too quickly and what I always stand for is that if you do something for an applause, you'll always wait for the audience to give you the recognition. Do things because of the love you have, not only for yourself, but of Africa. Thank you so much and goodbye.
0: Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. This is CliffCentral.com.